Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Our Free Bodies. This is episode 5, and today we're going to be talking about calorie counting. Now before I do talk about calorie counting, I do want to give a trigger warning because this is an extremely difficult topic to discuss, and this realm of discussion is something that can be super uncomfortable for those who have had a long history of counting calories and are even currently in that cycle. So I do warn you that this episode can be triggering and please keep that in mind and be mindful of what we are going to be talking about. You can just check out some other episodes because I do have a couple up and yeah. to start out my episode by apologizing for my lack of content and my very long absence. I think it's been about six weeks and I just want to give you guys an explanation for why I have been just lacking all episodes in general. First, I had midterms. I Midterm season is over, thank god. I got them done and I got pretty good grades on them, which is really exciting because... I was so stressed throughout the past few weeks. And in addition to that, this is a very difficult topic to talk about. And honestly, I didn't even want to mention this because my platform isn't about this. But I am a Chinese girl and there has been a surge of anti-Asian hate crimes throughout our country. Especially in New York City where anti-Asian hate crimes have increased by 1900%. I reside very close to New York City and just the fact that there are hate crimes and the fact that I have to worry every day about my family's safety because my parents, they work themselves, they're out and about by themselves, it has been extremely frightening for me and I've just kind of neglected so much work because all I've been doing is thinking about my family's safety and just my own and how to protect myself and educate myself on this sort of topic. So I've kind of been neglecting making episodes. I do apologize for that. But I've just become, again, so scared for my family's safety. It's so, so heartbreaking to feel this way. I mean, the violence against my community has been devastating against family, friends, other communities and these crimes are only becoming more prevalent and it is so despicable and inhumane for our society to do this so i think it's just an obligation to human decency to speak about this right now even if it's just a small little segment but that was one of the reasons why i just haven't been recording episodes because i felt nervous to address this and felt scared for myself even if this is such a small podcast um you never know what could happen and just to my fellow Asians out there please 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 be safe and we can get through this and we can create a humane society again it will take time but I don't know I just wanted to address that really really quickly uh, finally, a reason why I have been kind of absent is because I've been just on this roller coaster journey on of binge eating and restricting. 
as well as talking to my family about this for the past few weeks, and I want to get more into this later, just in a bit. But essentially, my productivity levels have been so low, I have neglected all work since midterms. I've kind of just become a couch potato, and all I want to do is eat. I hate myself, and I've been going through some, I think, depressive episodes recently. I cannot self-diagnose myself because I'm not a doctor of any sort, but I have been feeling like things are kind of hopeless, and I've kind of been trying to work past that type of feeling for the past few weeks, so again, I do apologize for my absence, but it felt kind of necessary, and thank you guys for just even understanding, or if you guys don't understand, then, oh well, this is this was for kind of my mental health, and I want to be on this podcast feeling my best, or talk and discuss about extremely prevalent topics feeling my best, so you guys can, you know, listen to a very positive communicator of these realms of discussions, and feel your best too, because nobody wants to talk to a negative Nelly. You know, I wouldn't want to listen to someone who was being negative at all. So I kind of had to work past that until I gained the courage to start recording a podcast again. So there is my explanation. hope that was suffice enough. I truly do apologize and I will try my best to upload an episode every week. I changed my uh, release date to every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time because I felt that was more reasonable for me, especially since I have Monday to help edit if I ever run late on my recordings. But let's pray, and I really, really, really want to bring out an episode every week because I want to collab with so many people and talk about so many things, but I just feel like overwhelmed and also just a complete hypocrite because I don't even practice what I preach sometimes. So it's just been so difficult for me to deal with all of this but sorry that was so long-winded hopefully you guys did not get so bored I will stop talking about that now and I will kind of I always like to have a beginning section where I talk about what's been going on and how my life has been and before we enter the episode I know I kind of briefly mentioned everything but I want to just give more life updates because I just love talking to you guys about this and just skip ahead if you want to just get into the main meat of the episode but I binged for three days straight from March 31st to April 2nd very recently um and they were probably the worst three days of my life. I was so negative. I was so down on myself. And I know that in recovery, you're going to have to binge. You can't recover without binging, especially if you go, th- you have bed. But again, I just never felt so low. In terms of numbers, please skip ahead for 15 seconds. But I had around, I don't know, 15,000 calories in the span of three days. Wow, I can't, I can't even imagine. I just inhaled everything. I was on autopilot. I was totally... I don't even remember what I had. 
I just remember feeling so deprived of food and feeling like I was in survival mode and in need of, again, inhaling everything. And it's not, I don't know why I'm smiling about this, but I guess it's just a coping mechanism. But I currently am going through the aftermath of that and really focusing on not restricting myself because that's what I used to do and you know what it never works so why would it work this time I'm working on just eating normally again and what I want I've been practicing intuitive eating for the past week and it's been a huge adjustment and change because I haven't told you guys this yet but before that I've been counting my calories for I don't know months maybe years um but that's kind of a current life update. Um, basically, it's just been really hard, and I've been a couple times in the past few weeks, and that in the past, I don't know, three days in a row was that that was the first occurrence. I've never done that before, and I felt scared. I felt really vulnerable, and I felt super lonely. I kind of felt a lot of regret that day and I was complaining about my life and how my life could have been amazing but I was stuck in this extreme cycle of mental distress and restriction but we're really working on that we're really really trying to work through that and hopefully me talking on this podcast and kind of ranting right now I apologize for that but I am ranting me kind of ranting on this podcast will kind of be soulless for me. So that's one update. Another is, and I'll just mention one more. Um, I used to to kind of cope with binge eating and restrictive mindset. To have this restrictive mindset, I journal a lot. Um, I also go on walks and just try to distract myself in every activity that I do or keep myself busy, such as painting my nails or, um, I don't know, playing with my dog or going on a bike ride with my brother, those type of situations. But I just wish that I could, like, put me in this type imagine this. You're in the kitchen all day. You, you're, you have to be in the kitchen all day and there's cake and cookies and everything all around you, all your dream foods. And I would have, I would just intuitive eat. I would eat until when I'm hungry, when I'm full, I'll eat what I crave, but I won't go ham and go crazy because I know that's what I would do in that type of situation. I just wish that even with no distractions that I, I could be okay with food. Like food is secondary. It's not the primary thought I have in my head and that's what I'm working on and I know it's going to take probably years to get past that type of mindset, but it'll be worth it. I know even if it's so painful right now to not be in control of what I'm putting in my mouth, especially going out to eat or not counting calories, I know that in the long run it'll be so rewarding and so good for me. And I just always have to remind myself that this is happening for me. And I know it's like, what the heck? Like, what the freak? Why am I having to go through this? Like, I and I'm a nice girl. I did not I do not deserve this. And you just want to kill the universe because they you're like it's happening for me. Like but why is this so painful? Like why are you putting me through so much torture? And I don't know. My dad explained to me that 
the universe gives the strongest people the biggest struggles because they know whoever the universe is knows that you can get through it. So I try to think of it, I kind of just change my perspective on my struggles and I guess it does help a little bit, but it also is kind of more of a spiritual explanation, but anything to get my mindset to be more positive. I'm just really, really trying to improve my life and get through my situation. Sorry, that was a tea break. I'm drinking barley tea. It's really good, actually. I have it a lot at Asian restaurants. It's like, not an appetizer, but pre-meal drink. (laughs) Oh, and one more thing. Sorry, this episode is all over the place, and I haven't even started discussing about calorie counting, but I guess this is a good segue into it. My family has finally supported me in my journey. They used to be on the other side of this journey, always wanting me to lose weight and restrict myself, and I know their intentions were good, but, you know, consequentialism is like, if the re- if the consequences or the results aren't good, then the action was morally upset or morally bad, so basically, I know their their intentions were good, but unfortunately, it ended up in me developing this terrible mindset about food and building this terrible relationship with food, but my family, after years, finally support me in my journey of intuitive eating, and it's incredible to finally have family dinners and just do things that I've always wanted to do with my family. Um, like today, we went out to an Indian restaurant, and I was so scared because of, you know, curries have oil in it or. Everything was just ambiguous because I couldn't count it and we went to a restaurant that didn't have the calorie count. So I was scared but my family supported me. They always asked me if I wanted more, if like I'm allowed to eat anything and they just they're so incredible right now. I am so grateful to have people on my side and to have this huge support system because I remember probably at the beginning of this podcast, maybe my first episode, I mentioned that you guys were my only support system, or just even me talking to the phone, which is my recording device. This is my only support system. So having my family be there right now is amazing. And I'm going to get into this a lot, but basically in the past few weeks, my, my dad has finally realized what healthy relationship with food means and how I don't have it. And He's an Asian dad, so maybe he grew up differently, so he does he has it took him a while to finally understand what I've been going through, and it's not just me being weak and undisciplined and lazy, but he finally gets it, and he's working so hard with me, and we talk every night for hours about this i want I'm trying to help him understand more of my situation and him trying to learn and educate himself and find ways to help me. And I'm incredibly grateful, and that's what also has been happening for the past few weeks, is just my family learning about my situation and really educating themselves, as well as me finally exposing all the pains and stresses that I've been through the past few years in terms of bulimia and binge eating disorder, because I've been on this alone journey for so long, and it's a relief to just, even though I'm still on the journey, like I'm not even close to loving myself and building a great relationship but at least I have a 
amazing support system right now and I really want to make an episode about my family finally supporting me because we have we have had so many good talks in the past few days about my journey intuitive eating what the principles of intuitive eating are and how you got how they can help me how family can help you and basically also how I talk to them to finally get them to understand and I think that would be helpful for so many of you guys if you guys have family that just neglect your situation so yeah that would be a really amazing future episode and I really do want to just write down things that or I wish I could just record conversations I have with my dad because it's so genuine and so incredible to see him finally learning um but yeah so now let's get back into the episode also, I want to preface that it's okay in certain situations. Like, I know people who have counted calories and it actually has worked for them and they still have a healthy relationship with food. But unfortunately, there's a ton of people who have really bad experiences with counting calories or having counting calories be a destructive, again, catalyst to a terrible mindset and a bad relationship with food. So, my personal experience, I mean, I can I remember counting calories on, I don't know, chronometer or fit, my fitness pal for since I was like 12 or 11 maybe, but and then I stopped a little bit and then but recently I'm going to I'm just going to talk about Oh my god, I got a burp. Oh. Curry. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. But okay, back to the episode. I'm like losing my train of thought. Oh yeah. So I'm going to talk about my personal experience recently because if I go back to like four year, four to five years ago, then I'm going to literally have a two-hour podcast. It's going to be so long. So we're just going to start with maybe a couple months ago. I counted the calories of everything from sauces to gummy vitamins to freaking a sprinkle of hemp seeds. I was literally addicted I knew the nutritional content of so many foods and it's been going on again for years I think it's because I love to feel in control I love to know that I had this much today so I can dictate what I have tomorrow or just feeling proud of staying under a certain number I always felt so empowered when I was under like 1100 I was like yes go Chloe like you can do anything your willpower is growing your determination is growing Um, unfortunately that is so toxic whatever I just said in the past 10 seconds don't listen to that don't even try to convince yourself that that's okay but I have been trying to stop this though because I finally recognize how oh my god uh, Sorry, there's so much noise outside. I'm just... Okay, it's over. But I've recognized that this is such a huge problem. That counting calories has ruined my mental health and has built such a bad relationship with food. And there are also other reasons why I built a bad relationship with food. I think I talked about that in my very first episode. Kind of unclear, kind of messy, but essentially family problems, skating... And everything has been... There's so many things that caused the decline of my mental health. But counting calories has been a a huge factor. Um, I've been trying to stop this. And I kind of have. 
in I say like it's been a week and a half already maybe two weeks that I have completely stopped counting calories which is really impressive like not like stop using a calculator like a physical calculator on my phone to track things however I will admit that I've been mentally kind of calculating my calories it's just because when I see a food I know exactly its content and its macros so it's like I'm a mental human calculator for food and it's like I can't stop as much as I want to try because it's so automatic now it's like when I see food, I can go on autopilot and just calculate it directly. And I've been really working on just not measuring anything and eating what my body, like the amount my body wants, not what a friggin' website or other person says about how much I should eat. Like my body knows my body best. I think that's the best way to put it. Like who can dictate what you put in your body except for yourself because it's your body, everyone's different. So. I've been doing this to put my body in control and not have other people control what I put in it. Um, So just to overall say that it has been really difficult for me for the past few weeks. Um, And again, I want to say that it only started two weeks ago that I stopped counting. And I wanted to make this episode a month ago. And how hypocritical would it have been of me to talk about how bad this is and tell you how to fix this and not even do it myself so I felt so guilty as well of just even making an episode like this when I didn't even practice what I preach and I mentioned that even earlier but finally I think that I'm kind of in a place where I can discuss this because I kind of grown past the counting calories or maybe not at all but I just feel more comfortable now recording this type of episode so that's great. So that's just a really, really basic idea of my history of counting calories and what I basically know of it and how it is now. I'm doing this and I'm trying to stop calories not only for the sake of my mental health, but so I can learn to be in tune with my hunger cues. That's a huge thing that I need to fix because I don't know how much I actually need to eat because everything has been in accordance to numbers not my body so I don't even I eat some huge portions because I try to stuff myself with a ton of broccoli so I can like at the end of the day I could be full and only have like 700 calories but I don't want that I don't like eating so many grams of broccoli I love broccoli but mm, I'm just kind of stepping away from that right now because I ate so much broccoli to the point where pretty much probably all my calories were vegetables okay that's literally beside the point but I used to and I still kind of mentally set a number of calories to eat under which is so bad but before it was even worse I would be like 13 it would be 1300 but I always say 1300 is a maximum um but my true maximum is like a thousand that's what I aim for and it wrecked my intuitions Counting calories has encouraged me to, again, ignore my hunger cues because instead of focusing on the quality of food I'm eating and how I feel before eating, you know, example, hungry, bored, stressed, I focused entirely on calories and this wrecked havoc on what I was born with, my genetic hunger cues 
if that's even the way to say it, but I'm not, I'm eating just because I have calories left. Like, how toxic is that mindset? And I'm saying this now, and I know I'm going to practice something else, maybe, but I'm really trying to implement this type of knowledge that why am I eating because I have a certain amount of numbers left, certain amount of calories, even if I'm, like, even if I was not hungry, if I see myself and I have, oh, I have 200 calories until I get hit 1,000, I'm going to stuff my face with those 200 calories of broccoli or something. Um, or the complete opposite, like I don't eat because I've gone over a certain calorie allotment for the day. Even if I'm actually still hungry, I'm basically ignoring what my body is trying to tell me. So, And again... My goal is to trust my body because it knows what it needs a lot more than some random number or tracker. And counting calories, I think, has been a huge catalyst towards binge eating because when I feel guilty about hitting over a number, I kind of feel like I just ruined my progress and then I end up just eating 4,000 calories. So definitely when I talk about it that way, it does seem like a huge reason for my binge eating, which is another reason why I just want to get rid of it. Because, honestly, it has done more harm. A crap, I try not to curse on this thing, but a crap ton more harm than good. So, that is my history. Now I want to talk about how do we stop this? Now, how do we get out of this stupid mindset of, oh my god, what's the word? How do we get out of this stupid mindset of coordinating our body with numbers? That's definitely not the way to say it, but we need to stop this behavior. It leads to restrictive eating patterns because you place a value on the amount of energy a food delivers. You probably can relate to what I'm going to say next. You have a list of good foods and bad foods. You give a moral value to certain foods and feel guilty when you eat the bad foods and feel good when you eat a lot of the good foods. And how... That's stupid. Sorry. (laughs) I'm being so blunt, but I'm also just doing this for myself because today I had Indian food, like I said before, and I associated... I used to associate curry with being bad and rice with being bad, naan being bad. And I had all those foods today and I had to catch myself... Because I was associating those foods with bad and feeling guilty. But in reality, I need to put every food is the same. There is no moral value. They're not good or bad. Sure, some foods are more nutritious and they have more, they're more nutritionally dense than others. But there's no such thing as a good or bad food. They all make you satisfied in some way. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, the only way that you should be determining food being good or bad is whether it tastes good to you and tastes bad to you. Like, I hate olives, so that's a bad food to me, but not because of, like, oh, it has so many calories or, yeah, it's because it actually just tastes really bad to me, doesn't satisfy me in any way. But, for instance, saying cookies are bad food, even though I know I love cookies, that's what creates a restrictive mindset. That's what gives you that pattern that heads towards binge eating now I actually kind of I'm not I'm kind of going off the rail here 
<laughs> I was actually going to talk about the moral value of food in another episode, but I guess I still will. But I wanted to also put this out there because it also does relate to counting calories because that's part of it. Because we give food power and it's like we use this number system to determine what foods are rewards and what foods are bad, like I said before. So you do this even despite nutritional content. Like avocados are high in calories, but it's nutritional benefits are incredible. And again, cultivates a terrible, terrible, terrible relationship with food. It's not sustainable. It's exhausting. I mean, my mind is consumed about calories and the thought of food every day. I feel powerless. Uh, It affects school, others. I notice how mentally exhausted I am. And it adds to the misconception that you can just work off the food you eat. Why are we working out for the sole purpose of burning off stuff that we eat to fuel our workouts? What? It makes life suck. Basic premise. Now, what should we do instead? Oh my god, let me look at how long this episode has been going on for. Okay, that's fine. Sorry, I really try to keep these under a certain time because I don't want to bore your ass uh, butts off. <laughs> butts off. But let's talk about what to do instead. Now instead, let's aim for balance. Eating the right balance of foods is important. Making sure you're getting all the nutrients you need. And measure through your body's genetic intuition. Don't measure, don't even try the plate method, you know, the plate method you see in those school lunch posters or whatever. Just listen to what your body wants. Again, always catch yourself when you put a moral value towards food. Salad is the same level as a cupcake. They're both incredible foods that if you like both of them, great then they're on the same pedestal they satisfy you that's your moral value how satisfied you feel when you eat the foods because honestly restricting yourself leads to binging leads to a terrible life negative mindset think about how badly binging does is for to your body like there's so many health concerns that involve binge eat okay yeah i'm just gonna i'm ranting but I really need to stay on track. Like, I'm just going through so many branches right now. I just need to stay on the main... What is it? The trunk of the tree? Yeah. But, again, just listening to what your body wants. If you're craving something, just have it. Have it. You'll notice. Maybe at the beginning, if you struggle with binging disorder, you might eat more than you need to. But slowly, you'll realize, I actually don't really want this food. Listen to what your body wants. What your cravings are leading towards because eventually you have the amount that you want and it'll be amazing for you next um i do suggest opting for whole foods however because quality does matter more than quantity you know make sure you're eating a steady intake of whole and minimally 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 processed foods that are both flavor rich and nutritious now this i Say because I want you guys to be fueled with vitamins and minerals. Not because whole foods are typically lower calorie, blah, blah, blah. But because they have such a high quality to them that gives you your body, that gives your body its 
I, I want to say this the right way. The quality of nutrients in whole foods gives your body it's the realistic fuel. Like, you know, oranges, vitamin C helps with... Hey, what does vitamin C help with? Something. It does something great to your body. I know what it helps... Why am I forgetting what it helps... Okay, that's not the point. But how are foods like cupcakes, cookies, cakes typically viewed as morally bad foods? They satisfy your inner, like, child, I guess. They, like, they just satisfy kind of this imaginary satisfaction nutrient content in your body that literally doesn't make any sense but I will say that opting for whole foods will make you feel better and when you practice intuitive eating you kind of notice that you kind of opt for foods that make you feel the best and scientifically eating whole foods make you and less processed foods make you just feel the best you know for your job for working out for training for anything so just kind of focus on that next throw away your food scale throw away any scale throw it away i don't care if you're an olympic athlete and you're trying to get to the olympics but if you're sacrificing your mental health and literally your future i'm telling you this affects your future then why are you doing this you can be an Olympic athlete. I don't know what I'm saying right now, but let's just let's, we're going to go with it. You can be an Olympic athlete and throw away your food scale because you're listening to what your body wants. If you're training hard, you need fuel. You're listening to your body scale. Weird analogy, but again, we're rolling with it. And finally, start slowly. Don't count calories one day of the week or even one meal of the week. This is how I started out and I finally transitioned to the point where I just don't really count at all. Obviously, I sometimes intuitively just search up the calories of certain foods or like certain Indian foods that I ordered like today I did because I'm scared, but it's a process. I'm not expecting myself to just give up calorie counting automatically because it's been with me for so long it's gonna take a while to just get rid of it so truly just learn how to be in tune with hunger cues but don't stress yourself out about getting rid of it completely because it'll just it'll make you want to go back to your original habits because that's where you feel safe so slowly move out of that comfort zone don't just quickly jump out of it just thinking mindfully of the present Okay, now finally, finally, last point. Know that you guys are not a mathematical equation. I know how hard it is to feel to not be in control or to stop obsessively thinking about every bite of food you put in your mouth, but honestly, the memories and the happiness that you get from eating the foods you love and the being with family and friends and even just being by yourself and feeling that satisfaction of eating the amount you know your body wants it's so rewarding and incredible and honestly it will stress you out at first because you don't know what you put in your mouth you're like how many sushi pieces did I have in did I have 10 15 20 like you just don't know but eventually you'll understand that 
intuitive eating or eating what you truly want or truly craving is what will make you feel the best. And I applaud everyone who is taking the step in this journey, in your journey to stop this part of it or to at least if you were thinking about counting calories, I hope now you feel like you don't need to or you really shouldn't unless you have a healthy relationship with food but I think if you guys are listening to this episode then you probably don't as much then again I don't want to assume hope this episode was informative or I know it was a complete wreck because I just kind of hope this wasn't too much of a mess for you hope there was some sort of organization to it Please share with your friends or anyone you think might be interested or needs to hear this episode. But I love you guys. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. And I hope you guys will tune into the next episode, which I will definitely be putting out every week now. Promise, promise. Love you guys. Bye.